Hey everyone, welcome back to There's Food at Home, the podcast exposing the truth about post-grad life. excited i'm here with jonathan javier a linkedin superstar an advocate for minorities for college students for everyone honestly um and overall a selfless funny guy so here he is via zoom awesome thank you so much for having me Catherine. i'm super excited to speak in regards to these different strategies and advice and let's get it going yeah, we actually met through LinkedIn. So if you know me, you know I love LinkedIn. I love networking. Um, and even though I am, you know, not actively seeking a job, I am always networking, meeting new friends, and just connecting, sharing ideas, and asking advice, giving advice, and really just building relationships. And I, I think that's what you're all about. Um, and that's kind of why you started your company. And I know you'll get into that a, few, uh, a little bit later on. But I think we can just start off the podcast with, you know, where you began. What what have you been up to since graduating? Um, where do you live? Just give the viewers a little snapshot if they don't know who you are. Yeah, of course. So I'm Jonathan. So I actually live in San Jose right now. I travel everywhere, though. I'm always in L.A. because my family's from there. I'm actually originally from the Philippines, so I come from a Filipino background. Um, but yeah, I remember when I was graduating from college from the University of California, Riverside, I was like, man, I was like, I need to get a job, right? I didn't have anything really lined up. I had a position, but it was in a field and in a company and in a location that I just was like not passionate about. And so what happened was, it's crazy. I actually utilized LinkedIn to get each one of my positions at Snapchat, Google, and then currently at Cisco. And so that's what I love teaching students and professionals, that the job process shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be stressful. It should be simple, easy, yet concise. And so that's what we teach at One Sultan, basically turning underdogs into winners and helping those who come from these non-traditional backgrounds, non-target schools, and then help them get into their dream careers. So now we've done about 76 workshops in the past year and a half, which is crazy, Yeah, right? It's probably like I'm doing that every day, dreaming about it, right? Which <laughs> I am, <laughs> just kidding. But um, yeah, I just love doing it. I'm really passionate about it. And, you know, on LinkedIn, I get hundreds of messages a day, but I try my best to respond to every single one because I know that a response could ultimately help someone's career, right? especially when people are students are reaching out to professionals and recruiters, it really means something, especially expressing that gratitude uh, for these individuals. So, um, but yeah, I'm really excited to speak today about consulting, about myself, about any advice that I can give and hopefully make an impact in the world one underdog at a time. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And me, myself, um, I love LinkedIn. And I think you truly have been able to take all of the strategies and put them into a concise, you know, with your different workshops and really just be able to pinpoint, here's how you really get a job. Um, and 
I, I like how you say uh, winners in, or underdogs into winners, right? That's your <laughs> phrase? Yeah. Sorry, I kind of messed that up. <laughs> no, no um, But I really like that because um, I graduated from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro, and everyone, when I say UNC, they're like, oh, yeah, Chapel Hill. And I'm like, no, Greensboro. And I'm very proud of it. Um, but, you know, graduating from a college that isn't, necessarily an Ivy League or a college that people don't know about is kind of that is something that people have to go through um and on top of that everyone I think everyone hears oh we just need more experience and so using your network and using LinkedIn is just kind of like it's it's kind of beating around the bush like yeah the traditional way to apply to a job is through indeed or like the job boards but why not use the resources we have like linkedin to just go around that and let's you know what let's cut the curve and just talk to people that are currently at the jobs or the recruiters and you're teaching college students that hey i did it you can too and i just i love that i love your philosophy i love that you're you're doing it i mean you're three years out of college right two years yeah two and a half but who's counting (laughs) yeah so we're all in this together and you've done it and then you're taking that and you start your own company like you're a true entrepreneur making it out here i love it i just I mean, my best impact the world, and I know you are too. So <laughs> yeah, so I think that's a great segue into uh, just getting a job. I think that can be our first topic. What is your strategy on instead of applying with a job board? How should college students utilize LinkedIn? Um, I know you have, you know, your resources kind of laid out, but what? Just a quick kind of rundown um, for listeners. What are the ways that people can utilize their college students can utilize their LinkedIn now to instead of spending hours applying on the job boards, using their time on LinkedIn? That is a great question. This is what I love talking about. What my philosophy is is don't apply, get referred. Reason being is because, especially when you come from this non-target school and you simply apply to a role, you will most likely not hear back. Like for example, a lot of students make the mistake in which they'll apply to a hundred roles and they expect to hear back from one. When in fact, sometimes your resume just never gets looked at. And the reason is, is because as a recruiter, imagine you're looking through resumes. Would you rather look at a thousand applications Or would you rather look at 50 referrals for the role? Probably the 50. So what happens is the recruiter will look at the 50 and let's say they only need to hire five interns. They'll find the five interns in the 50. They never ever look at the thousand applications. And that is a mistake a lot of students are making. They're sending in these applications and the school system will not tell you this. (laughs) But the school system won't. You can't simply just apply to roles. You have to network. And how you do that is you use LinkedIn. Two different ways to use LinkedIn to specifically network. Number one, reaching out to alumni. Very important because when you reach out to alumni, you share something in common with that individual, which is you went to the same school. Yeah. Right? Number two, same organization. For example, what I tell people is join our underdogs into winners want Sultan community. We have actually a thousand people now, which is insane. Right? Yeah. But there's so many professionals in there from top companies 
All you got to do is connect with them and say, hey, I saw you in this Underdogs into Winners community for consulting. It'd be great to connect. You have just shown them that you have two similarities with each other, right? The one side with the alumni and the one side with the organization. Those people are going to be the ones who will help you get into your dream company. And that's how I got into mine without ever having to apply. Simply network on LinkedIn. And if you're able to network on LinkedIn, your opportunities are endless. So like I said, don't apply, get referred. And how you get referred, it's really hard. All you got to do <laughs> is ask. Ask on a phone chat. And a lot of people don't know this. Just simply ask. Because a professional would not get on the phone with you for 30 minutes out of their day and they only have eight hours in a day, which is about 8% of the day, to just speak with you. Yeah. They really want to help you. So ask and you shall receive. But there you go. There's some three different strategies right there. Want Soltic strategies. So hopefully that helps the listeners. Yeah. I, I just, I think about like two years ago, sitting in my college apartment, would have loved to hear these strategies and just known. And that's, I think, why you're doing this now and why I'm doing this podcast. Just so like, you know, this is what we've learned now. And hopefully we're helping um, college students now. Like, hey, this is what we've learned. Like, just do it <laughs> because we did it. <laughs> Right, and Catherine, I was about to say, I get hit up all the time, like, wow, I wish I found you when I was in college. Yeah. And I was like, I wish I found me when I was in college, too. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> right, so, um, but, you know, I, like, I, like I said, as long as you realize it and you find out about it, then that's what's important. Yeah. There's never, you're never late, too late to the game. You're, you're maybe too early sometimes, but you're never too late. <laughs> you can always start whenever you find out. Yeah. So we, we've talked about LinkedIn, um, and we've talked about getting a job. With LinkedIn, I have some friends that are in college, and they're not really in the marketing or technology field. And so I was wondering if you had any thoughts on, is LinkedIn just for, like, if you want, if your dream job is Google, or if your dream job is, you know, those tech companies, or business uh, majors, you know, can other majors, like if you're in the healthcare industry or healthcare professionals, or if you want to go into fashion, you know, can they utilize LinkedIn and how can they? Is it the same process or does it look different? I feel like LinkedIn is very utilized by people in marketing and business. Um, but have you seen success in um, college students and professionals in other industries? Yes, 100%. Anybody can use LinkedIn. The reason being is because it's just a universal platform to network with so many different professionals, recruiters, and then fellow students, right? So an example would be actually a lot of people create content. It doesn't necessarily have to be in regards to their major or what they're getting into. It could be about something that their outside passion is. For example, for me, my passion is creating content that's really valuable. Uh, and I worked in, I, I'm in a finance role. But I do strategy and operations and kind of career development now. So it's totally different than uh, finance. But I just love doing it. And so if you are passionate about something, just post it on LinkedIn. Because what happens is you create a community of individuals who might be also passionate about the same thing. Right now is the perfect time to be posting on LinkedIn. Reason being is because people are just looking for glimpses of hope. Yeah. Of hope 
of individuals who can help them get into their careers, but then also relatable stories which relate to their own. And by seeing those, you're able to create that community aspect and you get reached out to by hundreds of people like myself and you're able to get inspired and motivated and then get into your career. So yeah, I mean, I'd say LinkedIn is definitely universal to anybody who wants to utilize it. I think right now, especially if you're in the medical field, a lot of people will, will appreciate you if you post on LinkedIn, because I've seen some nurses, some doctors, some of these medical field uh, individuals post on LinkedIn recently, and they've been getting huge engagement. Because mm. we understand what's happening currently right now and yeah. the things that they have to go through. So yeah, definitely post on LinkedIn and utilize it whatever field you're in. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I I don't know why. Um, I, I guess it's the people I follow. I'm, my feed is very saturated with marketing and business. Um, but I would love to grow my network to be diversified. And I can easily do that by just connecting with... I mean, I have friends that are not just in marketing, right? So connecting with my friends on LinkedIn. Um, I have a lot of nurses that I graduated with, so connecting with them. You know, you brought up <laughs> this this crazy time we're in, um, and I, I definitely think, you know, a, a lot of people are saying it's really hard to be productive right now. Um, and for me, I just, when I am productive, I'm like, I'm staying in that groove and I'm, I'm like utilizing all the productiveness I have and I'm just staying yeah. with it. And I'm, I'm, when I'm productive, I'm staying on the computer as long as I can, because when I don't have it, I'm like struggling. Um, and I, I feel, <laughs> I feel like with you, you have your, your passion. Um, and that's what gets you going. Um, uh-huh. and sometimes even when you're passionate about something, I mean, we're in this crazy time where you can't leave your house. And so you can, yeah. emotions just get, you know, get the best of you. And sometimes you can't respond to someone that really does need help, like in your situation. Um, so I think with the coronavirus, it's okay to not be, you know, as productive as maybe you once were, but to just be okay with yourself um, and know that like, you know, when you are productive, utilize that and, and, you know, the highs and the highs. And when you're low, just say, okay, I'm low today, but tomorrow I'll be high. And, um, do you know, do you have any advice on, I mean, I think you're like, you're, I always see you go, go, go. But when you get down, how do you prosper? How do you come back and, or are you just yeah. always go, go, go? Are you always positive? <laughs> are you yeah, always this just... Is a, this is a great question. So, um, <laughs> especially with that energy, yeah, the energy for me comes from the people that I associate with. Yeah, right. It's that energy, those bursts of bursts of joy, as I say, bursts of happiness. Right. So you have to associate yourself with individuals who are reflections of your own work ethic and who you are as a person. Yeah. Because if you associate with those who aren't motivated, who aren't inspired, then you are going to be, on the other hand, not inspired and motivated as well. So that's why when I ever try to associate with people uh, nowadays, especially with my communication, whether it's through text, whether it's through LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. I try to make sure those people are positive influences in my life. Because if they aren't, then they're going to drag me down. And I don't want to be dragged down at this time, especially with the uncertainty, right? Yeah. So, yeah, definitely associate with those who you find that are going to be uplifting to you because not only are you going to be uplifted, 
but you're going to be motivated to uplift them, so, them too as well. Yeah, and I think, you know, talking about LinkedIn, talking about getting a job, talking about what you're doing with your community is such a, I mean, we could do this podcast five months ago and it would be so relevant. We can do this podcast now and I just, I think it's even more relevant because I have friends that are losing jobs. I have friends that are losing jobs and can't get unemployment. And so there's just so much unemployment out there. Um, and yeah, you can focus on the negativity. You can focus on all all the things that are happening to you. Um, but you can control going on LinkedIn and networking. There are a lot of professionals, I mean, including myself, like I want to help. Um, right. You know, currently my job isn't hiring, but I would love to just talk to people and say, how can I help, you know, looking at people's resumes. Um, and so, you know, creating a community out there, just letting people know both ways, like college students and professionals that have lost their jobs and college students that honestly probably can't get a job because the job market, who knows, right? Um, and then professionals that are wanting to help, you know, LinkedIn's a great platform to bring that community together, you know, both ways. And so it, I think it's just a great, great, great thing you're doing. And I, I like that um, LinkedIn group because that brings it all together. Your one salting LinkedIn group brings people together and, hey, I need help. Hey, I can help. Exactly. And I was going to say to you, Catherine, you made a very important point. Professionals and individuals are here to help. During these times, not only during these times, but all the time. Yeah. Because we, like, like professionals right now are at home, sitting on their couches, <laughs> doing their work all day. Yeah. They want to speak to students. They want to give back. Yeah. And so that's why you should always just reach out and be like, hey, you know, I'd love to learn more about you. And I'd love to speak with you in regards to X, Y, Z. And then that could lead to a phone conversation, which could then lead to an opportunity. So yeah, always reach out. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I mean, we can go on and on about LinkedIn. There, <laughs> yeah. I think it's safe to say we love LinkedIn. Um, and there's lots we can learn. And I know you have um, easily, honestly, you can go on uh, Jonathan's LinkedIn articles and you can just learn so much more. Um, and I know you're doing LinkedIn Lives as well, which I tuned in right. yesterday, which I love that. Um, and uh, we'll talk about the end, how you can find more about what you're doing and um, what the future holds. But I think really let's spend time talking about like how you're keeping positive. Um, so I know one thing that we've talked about, you know, your philosophy with one salting is um, the college students that aren't in the like typical Ivy Leagues or the, the top colleges that the big companies um, target. What about the other colleges? You know, if you go to a, a college that isn't in the Ivy Leagues or the top colleges that these companies recruit from, you're kind of just left in the dust. And so I wanted to ask you, how did you kind of, obviously you realize that. Some people don't realize that and they still apply. You realize right. that, you saw that, and you kind of took to LinkedIn and, and networked your way through. But, I mean, you've dealt with heartaches. You've dealt with rejection. You've dealt with realizing that life is unfair. Um, right. How have you pushed through? How have you overcome it? And how ultimately have you come out on top? That's basically what I'm getting to. <laughs> yeah. 
So this is great because I dealt with a ton of rejections before I got into my career. So when I was in college, I wanted to work for a big four like Deloitte or a big bank like Goldman Sachs, but I never got it. And I remember I was like, wow, like, do these companies want me? Am I good enough? But then I realized like, yes, I am. It's just that sometimes these, sometimes things happen for a reason and they do. Yeah. And I was really thankful those rejections happened because that wouldn't have made me the person I am today. Yep. And it wouldn't have inspired me and brought that underdog story into winner story. Right. So, um, dealing with those rejections, I look at these rejections and don't see them as setbacks, but see them as comebacks comebacks to ultimately motivate myself to get into a, an even better company or an even better industry. And it's how you look at those rejections that changes the landscape of your career. So for those who are going through these rejections, through these setbacks, don't repeat the same process that you're currently doing. So for example, don't keep applying if applying isn't working. Yep. Network. Change that perception, right? Let's say you're interviewing, you're, you do, you get an interview and you don't do well in the first interview and you realize it's because you haven't practiced with anybody. Go reach out to someone. Like we talked about before, professionals are here to help you. Yeah. So when the one thing isn't working, there's another thing that can. It's just about you finding out what that specific thing is and utilizing that to your advantage to get into your career. Yeah, I think that's great. Basically your perspective. How long did it take you to realize I'm not going to look at being rejected by these companies as a negative. I'm going to look at it as a positive. Like, did you immediately just think that or, <laughs> you know, did you give yourself, okay, I'm going to be upset. I'm, you know, I'm going to give myself this time. And then it, something just snapped and you were like, okay, actually, you know what? This is a positive for me. Did it just yes, happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I remember when I got rejected by Goldman Sachs, and I thought it was the end of the world. I yeah. was like, wow, I didn't get into my dream company. I said it was my dream company, too. Yeah. And the thing is, how do I know that's even my dream company? I don't even know what <laughs> finance is, right? Yeah. And I realized that a day after, I was like, I'm not, I don't even like finance. <laughs> I just got into, I honestly just got into finance because... Uh, one of my friends at the time said that I wasn't good at finance and I thought I wasn't good at finance either. So I just want to learn more about it. Yeah. Right. So yeah, how I got over it was, it was basically, I just looked at it and I was like, okay, there's, there's, a, there's a light down the road. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. If you look at your rejections and you see, okay, I'm on this railroad and I see this light at the t end of the tunnel, but I don't know exactly what it is. But through practice, through networking, through associating with individuals who will get you to that light, that's when I knew I was like, I'm going to make it there. And so when that happened, when I changed that mindset, because mindset is so important, especially in the job search process, it's all about mentality because sometimes you won't get into the companies that you want to get into. Sometimes your first job out of college won't be their last. But people make the perception of my first job out of college has to be the best job in the world. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It could be the stepping stone of you getting into your career. But don't, don't beat yourself down if it isn't your dream job. Because at the end of the day, some people don't even have jobs. So, like I said, how you look at things, it's the perception like you talked about. Yeah. If you look at things in a positive light, then positive energy is going to come from it.
If you look at it in a negative light, then you're going to be causing negative energy to come to you. Yeah, it's all about your your perception. And I mean, for me, I talked about it in my first podcast, how I took a job after college and it was not what I expected. And so I quit and I just started back on the job hunt. And now I'm in the job and, you know, it's not what I expected, but I actually turns out I, I love it. And it's in law and marketing. And so honestly, like, you can have a life plan, you can have your five-year plan, you can have a planner, you can do everything you want, and that's the type of person I am, that's the type of person I was in college, I want to plan out everything, but life is going to throw you everything, it's going to turn the course, and you can plan for every single thing, but it's how you overcome the things that are unplanned, that's just life, and it's it's overcoming those obstacles, and it, honestly, being able to make your negatives into a positive. It's so hard. Yes. Um, for me, <laughs> this is not job related. Um, but my biggest, like, not negative uh, in my life, but my biggest obstacle, um, the kind of from October to January was my apartment situation. Um, I, <laughs> it flooded. Um, and then I didn't have hot water. And so I, I mean, I definitely went through periods where I was like, life is unfair. This sucks. Like, no, I'm never getting over this. I just want to leave. Um, but I would just talking to friends at the end of the conversation, I'd be like, well, at least I have a roof over my head. Uh Well, at least I have a job and I can, you know, I can pay for rent. Oh, well, at least, you know, I have water and I would always kind of come up with something and I I always my kind of thing is I always go to bed and wake up the next morning and it have to be positive I don't let yesterday's kind of you know sorrows affect my next day because life is short you know like and especially now with the coronavirus I feel like yes kind of the silver linings of the coronavirus, I know a lot of bad is happening and just a lot of, but right now I feel like for me trying not to have anxiety, I'm just thinking about the positives and so much has come of this that I'm just, I'm calling my grandparents now, you know, I'm, I'm talking to my parents more, I'm here at home and I'm able to spend time with them and I, you know, I only get to, I only get to go home for Christmas and Thanksgiving. So I'm trying to, I'm actually writing down like things I'm thankful for (laughs) every night because Uh you know what? Like this is a weird time. And you know, if that makes me happy, then whatever, because you can focus on all the negatives and watching the news. It's so negative. And I feel like even politics now, it's it's so negative. Um, So I'm just trying to do my best to stay positive and, just the little things. Like I now take a walk yeah. every day. You know, That's I feel good. like in California you I probably need, I need have to do that. good weather, <laughs> right? You have good weather. Yeah, we do. As you can tell, the sun actually. You guys, you guys kind of like can't see us in the podcast. But the sun is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> utilize that good weather. We had um kind of like a tornado situation. Uh, wasn't bad. Uh, just a lot of wind. Um, but. I mean, I, one day I wrote down, I'm thankful for the sun shining because we had so much rain. Um, and so, yeah, but 
I just, I think your resilience speaks volume about how you got through the rejection and you turned it into a positive. You've worked for amazing companies and your passion is now helping others. Um, and so kind of for our last topic, do you want to talk about how you kind of mentioned this too, you picked finance just because, you know, your friend said, oh, you're not good at finance and you're like, I just want to learn more. <laughs> how does someone <laughs> pick a job? I mean, it's kind of hard finding your passion. Uh-huh. Do you have any tips on that? I, I feel like there's a lot of people that, there's, I think there's two types of people. There's one person that has so many passions and just can't pick one. And then there's another person that just doesn't know, does, can't find one passion. So uh, do you, you know, is that kind of how you feel or is there another kind of? Yeah, yeah, no, this is great because I love talking about passion. One of my good friends, who's also my business partner, Jerry Lee, always talks about if you have multiple positions and industries that you are interested in or that you find that you're passionate about, just throw it into a hat and just pick a random one, (laughs) right? Yeah. Because then you'll be able to see, okay, is this what I want to get into or not? Just do and it, so kind of. Just do it, as yeah. I say, Nike, right? So, yeah, when you find your passion, what I would say is think about what you would love to do every single day without monetary compensation that gets you up in the morning and gives you energy. Like Oprah said, one of Oprah's favorite quotes is about energy. Passion comes from energy. And if you feel energized to, for example, maybe you feel energized to help underdogs turn to winners like me. Yeah. Maybe you're energized in taking care of pets as a vegetarian or as a vet, right? Maybe you're passionate about making cocktails as a waiter, <laughs> right? Yeah. So whatever you feel that you can do every single day and not get tired of it and you get energy from it, from the work that you do, but also the people that you're with, that is what you're passionate about. Yeah. And so when you're able to identify those things about passion, you're able to find other people who are also passionate about it, then that becomes a universal passion that people share and you just get more energy. Like for me, I don't even drink coffee. <laughs> I don't drink coffee at all. And people are like, how are you so hyped up? And I'm like, one word, energy. Energy from others, that's three words, but still, close enough, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's what I recommend. If you're trying to find your passion, pick something, pick a position, pick an industry, throw it in a hat, pick it out. Then what you can do too is network with the people in those specific companies and industries, learn about how they got passionate about their specific field, if they are passionate about it. Yeah. Then you think about, okay, is this person's work? Do I like it or do I not? And that's when you can identify, okay, is this what I'm passionate about or is this what I'm not passionate about? And that's how I did it. I'd speak to a bunch of operations analysts, I'd speak to finance advisors, etc. Then identify that passion. And it turns out none of those were it. My passion is to turn on our dogs in the winners. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, helping others. I think too, a lot of people say just do a lot. Like always say yes, say yes to everything. Um, mm-hmm. And even now, like if you have a lot of time in your hands, school is about to be ending, and so it's summertime, and we can't go out. So you're gonna spend be spending a lot of time inside, um, and everyone's posting about there's a lot of free online classes. So theoretically, yeah. you could 
uh, go online and take a class about, you know, business analytics, and you could take a class about all these kind of different topics that are, you know, jobs. Um, and although that's great, I just, I don't know about you, but sitting at your, at your desk, taking an online class, I mean, it can, it's, it's having motivation, more. yeah, to do that. And so networking, you know, scheduling calls, finding people to network, I mean, going through the process, finding people that you can connect with, finding commonalities with someone that you've never met. I mean, it's kind of, it's a little invigorating. It's kind of scary talking to someone you don't know, having those awkward pauses. I mean, it's exciting. I know it's probably more exciting for extroverts versus introverts. Um, yeah. But it's, I think that's more fun than taking an online class. I think, I don't know, my opinion, but networking definitely has uh, multiple benefits for different angles. I mean, you can do like a, a chart of all the different things that can come from networking. And yeah, Catherine, I was going to say too, to add to that point, take these classes in a group. Just have like, for example, have your friends be like, hey, uh, let's take this course together. Let's just FaceTime or something while taking the course, right? Yeah. Or even better, if you're over 21, have a virtual happy hour while taking the class. Bam. Fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take the online quiz drunk. See how well you do. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So I, I honestly, you know, we've covered getting a job, how you got your job, consulting, LinkedIn, how you've overcome your the rejections that you received. And I mean, you turned it into a company. Um, and so is there anything else that, you know, you want to talk about any advice that you have for Individuals in college, um, I know it's a definitely an interesting kind of dynamic we're in with the coronavirus, but even without that, I mean, congratulations to, you know, individuals that are graduating right now. Um, I know it's kind of a weird time to be graduating into this world we're in, but it's still yeah. exciting. There's still a lot to look forward to. Yeah, this is a good, so my last advice or my advice, for, my advice overall, don't panic. Don't panic because there are opportunities out there for you and you just have to network to find them. And so, yeah, when I was, I was panicking when I was graduating, I was like, oh, I don't have a job. What am I going to do? Yeah. Right. But when you are in a state where you have nothing to lose, you have everything to gain. And that's the state that I was in when I was job searching. Same. I would do these strategies that were outside of the box. I would really wait outside of one of the corporate offices, go network with someone, and then go wait to, for them to introduce me to people outside of the, the offices. <laughs> Just so I could build my network, and then i add them on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right? I took super beyond measures to get into my career. And the reason why I did it is because I had nothing to lose. Like, what is the worst thing that's going to happen to me? They put me in jail, which they shouldn't, right? They're going to see some guy who's motivated to get into his career by doing these strategies, right? Yeah. And that's why I translate it to all of the things that I teach because what happens is, like, when I was in college, like I said, I was doing all these intense things. I was spending hours on and doing them. And then I realized at the end, I was like, why do I, am I spending 40 hours a week doing X, Y, Z when I could have been doing ABC. Yeah. So what I tell people is do not panic. Do not panic because there are many opportunities out there for you for the taking. It's just about you finding them 
you networking with individuals that could help you get to those opportunities and you having the mindset of saying, hey, I'm going to make it. Yeah. And I, I like to think about, too, only focus on what you can control. You can yeah. control your LinkedIn profile. You can control your having a professional photo uh, on LinkedIn, having a, you know, very focused, you know, pristine LinkedIn summary and having your experience. You can't control hearing back from a company. You can control being on time to phone calls with, you know, people you're networking with or referrals or recruiters. So just focus on, you know, what you're putting out there and doing the best you can. And we'll all get through this. We will. We all get through this together. Yeah. Together, not individually. Together. Yeah. Well, I think... That's really it. Um, thank you so much, Jonathan, for talking with me, talking to our listeners and sharing all your knowledge. You have a lot of knowledge out there. So do you mind just giving kind of a rundown of where our uh, listeners can find you, can connect with you, can learn more about what you're doing with OneSalting? Of course, of course. Yeah, definitely add me on LinkedIn send a personalized invite uh, saying that we met on the podcast. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, of course, right? Because I want to shout Catherine out, of course. Um, yeah, Jonathan Javier on LinkedIn. You'll probably find me somewhere over there. <laughs> and then wantsulting.com <laughs> if you're interested in any of our services. We do resume revisions, LinkedIn strategies, job opportunities, interview prep, finding your passion, all these different things. Yeah. So definitely check that out. And then follow us on LinkedIn too as well. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to reach, reach out, uh, email hello at onesulting.com and we will definitely get to you. So, uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Catherine. I really do appreciate being on this podcast and it's been a privilege to say the least. Yeah, this was definitely fun. And thank you so much for coming on. Um, we now have an official Instagram, so definitely follow us at there's food at home podcast. I've been posting here and there uh, some funny memes related to There's Food at Home um, and shouting out our previous guests. And so um, DM us some questions that you have. Uh, Obviously, this podcast was related to more of the job search. Um, And so what do you want to hear next on the next podcast? Let us know in the DMs and make sure to follow and subscribe the podcast on wherever you're listening to. And yeah. Make sure to share this with the college student and stay well in this time uh, during all the craziness we're dealing with. So thank you. Awesome. Thanks.